Welcome to the Voice Tech Podcast. Join me, Carl Robinson, in conversation with the world's leading voice technology experts. Discover the latest products, tools, and techniques, and learn to build the voice apps of the future. 25 years of the web, and e-commerce is effectively still today in 2018, like walking into a store, having infinite shelves, and no one to help you. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome back. Today's episode is called Conversational Marketing, in which you'll hear my conversation with a veteran of the voice industry, Andy Morrow, the CEO and co-founder of Automat. Automat is a company that helps brands deliver personalized, one-to-one voice and messaging experiences to their customers. Andy has been helping to shape the voice industry for almost two decades now, uh, having spent 16 years at Nuance, the most successful speech recognition company in history, uh, and then at TellMe, which was later acquired by Microsoft. The Automat co-founders and team uh, collectively have over 50 years experience and 17 patents in the fields of speech recognition, natural language understanding, uh, virtual assistants, and AI. Uh, Automat has received investments from Comcast Ventures and Slack, amongst others, uh, and their advisory board includes tech industry leaders such as Tim O'Reilly, uh, founder and CEO of Nuance, Ron Crowen, and uh, Adobe board member, Amy Bance. So in this conversation, you'll hear about uh, the history of the voice industry how we got to where we are today, and the lessons Andy has learned over his time in the industry. Uh, all about conversational marketing and why, do, why it represents a fundamental shift in digital marketing. Uh, how voice assistants will change the, the current landscape of consumer sales and marketing uh, now and in the future, and how it, uh, it will affect brands. Uh, and why the web and mobile customer sales experience uh, currently lacks the personal touch, and why Andy believes uh, voice is the answer to this problem. We discuss uh, the role of influencers in uh, conversational marketing, uh, the implications of voice search on uh, content strategies for brands, uh, how conversational marketing could impact brick and mortar shopping on the high street, uh, and also why voice assistants might be heading for the trough of disillusionment in 2019. Thanks to Andy's wealth of experience, our conversation lasted almost two hours, uh, which I managed to trim down to around 90 minutes, uh, which still makes it my longest interview to date. Uh, but I was really loath to cut uh, too much out as there's so much good stuff in there. Uh, it's a really interesting conversation and highly relevant to anyone involved in the field. Uh, before we hear that, uh, I just want to say a quick thank you uh, to my latest patron, Chris Oates, uh, research engineer at Ordering, uh, which is the voice emotion analytics company that was featured in the last episode. Uh, Chris himself is a highly experienced uh, DSP engineer who worked uh, previously at Fraunhofer, which is the home of the MP3, some of you might know, uh, and also Dolby. Um, so yeah, I might have to get him on the show, uh, to talk about the technology at some point. Um, if you'd like to follow Chris and the other patrons who are currently supporting the show, keep it ad free. Um, you can do so at the new URL, voicetechpodcast.com slash donate. Uh, so far I'm earning, uh, $10 a month from patrons, which, uh, covers my web hosting. I'm very grateful for that. Uh, but it would be a lovely Christmas present if you could help raise that to, uh, $20 a month so that I could also pay for the, uh, the podcast audio hosting that's uh, bringing you this, uh, this show right now. So that URL again, it's uh, voicetechpodcast.com slash donate. In other news, um, a couple of episodes ago, I promised a, a free guide on uh, how to create uh, your own uh, Alexa app uh, using, uh, using Storyline, in fact. Um, but as some of you have probably seen in the news, Storyline has, uh, has pivoted from uh, an app that allows you to create Alexa skills to one that allows you to prototype them as part of the design process. 
Um, and so that guide um, has kind of uh, been put on the back burner because I'm, I'm going to need to adapt it. Um, but um, yeah, I'll bring you that um, as soon as I have it. Talking of blog posts, though, I actually have uh, two great new guest-authored blog posts uh, on the site right now. Uh, the first is The State of Artificial Emotional Intelligence Today by Felix Burkhardt, uh, who's the Director of Research at Ordering, a very experienced uh, technologist. Uh, and the second one is uh, Three Keys to Leveraging Conversational Marketing, um, which is obviously quite relevant to today's episode, uh, written by Charles Cadbury, the CEO of uh, Say It Now. So if you'd like to check out uh, those blog articles and more, you can just go to voicetechpodcast.com slash articles. Uh, or if you'd like to write for the blog as a guest author, uh, you can just drop me a message at carl at voicetechpodcast.com. Okay, so a quick reminder, if you haven't done so already, uh, subscribe to the Voice Tech Podcast in your favorite podcast app. It's definitely the best way so you, to hear all the episodes and stay up to date. Uh, if you're listening on uh, my website right now, which I know many of you do, then I highly recommend adding the show to your mobile device just so you can listen to uh, the episodes on the move. Uh, if you're already subscribed and you're enjoying the show, then please take a few seconds to leave a quick review on iTunes as well. It really helps people to discover the show and uh, grow the audience. Okay, so uh, without further ado, I bring you today's guest, Andy Morrow. Okay, so I'm here with Andy Morrow. He's the CEO and co-founder of Automat, uh, a company that helps brands deliver personalized one-to-one -one voice and messaging experiences to their customers. Andy, welcome to the show. Thanks, really nice to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you on. All right, so let's just jump into it then. Uh, the, the topic is conversational commerce, um, conversational marketing even. Um, tell us, uh, what is Automat? Uh, what, what do you guys do? Um, and uh, can you give us a bit, of, a bit of an idea about your background as well, how you ended up uh, founding Automat? Sure. Um, three questions in one. So Automat <laughs> is a conversational AI platform. We focus almost exclusively in marketing, what we call conversational marketing. So we help brands have personalized one-on-one -on -one conversations um, with their customers, with consumers. And, uh, you know, we believe that over time, brands are going to be able to go back from where they are today, which is disintermediated by social and video and search and not having direct relationships with their customers, back to being able to uh, have direct relationship with their customers. So I think we'll get into that and how voice plays a part in that and why, it's, why there is a bit of a changing of the guard. And uh, so, you know, in, in a very short way, sometimes what we say is we founded Automat to let uh, to build the literal voices of brands, of companies, um, mm. to let them have conversations with their customers, get to know them, um, and based on what they, uh, how they get to know them in a customer's own words, uh, do what every marketer has been trying to do for the last 50 years, which is you know personalized to their customers. So um, that's how we think about conversational marketing um, and uh, why we founded the company. And, you know, we spent, I've spent, this is my 18th year actually working in conversational AI. Um, we oh, wow. used to call it conversational AI, it used to be called speech recognition. And, you know, there's been different phases of it. Um, but uh, right now, the term that people seem to use is conversational AI. I think it's a good term because it catches speech, it catches, catches virtual assistants, catches chatbots. Um, catches smart speakers and the new emerging voice assistant category. So I think it's a good catch-all term. Um, and I actually spent uh, 15, almost 16 years of my career at a company called Nuance. Uh, Nuance is 
probably the most successful enterprise uh, speech recognition company of all time. They spun out of SRI, which is also where Siri spun out of about a decade later uh, more. Um, most of the people that now work at Amazon and Google and other places working on these things, uh, there's a surprising density of people that came from Nuance and another company uh, where I have co-founders that came out of their uh, company called Tell Me. Tell Me was acquired by Microsoft. I don't think the number was ever public, but everyone knows it was sort of north of 800 million. So probably the most successful acquisition or exit of any conversational AI or speech recognition company what? ever. And so the when DNA was that? of, uh, that was mid 2000s, I think 2006, 2007. 2006. Okay. And SRI, what did they do um, originally? So SRI is kind of one of these fabled um, Silicon Valley institutes, right? So it stands for Stanford Research Institute, um, mm -hmm. and it's in, based in Palo Alto. Um, I believe it's also where the mouse came out of before it actually went over to Xerox Park. Oh, um, nice. It's definitely, it's absolutely where Nuance uh, was spun out of. So one of the guys that's on my board, Ron Crone, was the founder CEO of Nuance. He brought that company public. They spun out of Stanford Research Institute. They're sort of a fabled, um, you know, like I said, Silicon Valley institution where they, they're one of these uh, places that pays for foundational fundamental research um, without necessary, necessarily having commercial applications. And they have a very strong program of EIRs, entrepreneurs and residents that come in and help figure out how to commercialize that software. So a very similar story with uh, Doug Kitlos, who came, uh, who spun Siri out of SRI, you know, about a decade after uh, Nuance spun out. And, um, you know, you just see, keep seeing innovations coming out of, of, of that place. And, you know, and how does that work? I'm not familiar with the, the entrepreneur in residence format. So what Nuance, uh, sorry, SRI conduct the research but in order to productize it they bring people in that's right so you'll 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 often have you know the sometimes the people that do the, the foundational fundamental research are the right people to also be entrepreneurs to build businesses around it mm -hmm. but sometimes not and so um you know i've known friends of mine who've been eirs at sri and other places and you know they they come in they look at foundational you know research that's been done uh figure out commercial applications of it and uh, where possible spin out uh, businesses out of that SRI, you know, and other places like this, you know, sometimes make their money by taking a piece of the company um, by licensing the technology that was, was originally built at the, the research Institute. So mm -hmm. I'm not that okay. connected to SRI. I'm just connected to the history of SRI um, given that Ron is on my board and, and I wouldn't be where I was if I hadn't, you know, cut my teeth at Nuance for, for almost 16 years and had founders who were at Tell Me, other places in affiliate. Interestingly, Nuance powered both Tell Me from a speech recognition perspective and powered Siri in the early days from a speech recognition perspective. So it's a very insular, um, you know, kind of uh, field. Many of the people in it have been working in it for, you know, 20 years. There's many people at Google and Amazon mm. that, that I know and friends with. Yeah, and I can many imagine. of them come from these two original companies that were kind so of you all knew each other. DNA you... of, of conversational AI. Yeah, yeah. Do, do, yeah. do you meet up every so often or is there a conference that you all find uh, yourselves at um, on a yearly basis? Yeah, it happens. It really does. I wouldn't say there's one conference, but, um, you know, I see people at South by Southwest every year. So I went to the Google house and saw a bunch of folks that I used to work with, um, uh -huh. you know, who now are on the Google Assistant team. Uh, there's folks, you know, at Facebook, we see at F8 who um, we had acquired in to Nuance, um, you know, that, I, that we see every year. 
uh, you know, so there's, there's a number of these conferences where you tend to, to bump into people, people have written books. There's a woman named Kathy Pearl who wrote kind of the canonical book on voice user interface last yeah, year. Familiar with Kathy, I've known yeah. for <laughs> Kathy's great. Um, so yeah, we, See, the, yeah, there's a, a small, small tight group of people that still, I mean, they're lovely people. They're smart researchers who've dedicated themselves to technology and language. You can imagine that they're, they're a fun, fun group. So. Yeah, I can imagine. Absolutely. It's funny that you should mention Kathy Pearl, actually, because when somebody, um, to, uh, you know, introduced me to her for the first time, you know, just, uh, just told me about her, um, and mentioned that she'd written a book on, on voice. I was, yeah. I was like, there's a book on it already. <laughs> How could that be? It's just, yeah. it's just started happening, but obviously mm-hmm. you guys have been doing it for like almost two decades now. Um, this is a huge amount of history that's gone into to making this thing a reality, which is now just entering the public consciousness. Um, what, what are some of the, the lessons you've learned over those, uh, over that time at, at Nuance? Or what, what can you tell us about, um, man? Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny. I mean, like the conversation is fun because it, it's, it's, it's making me ponder things I haven't pondered for a while. Like the first thing that comes to mind actually is working on technology like this that evolves as slowly as it evolves, gives you respect for, um, we talk about the speed of technology all the time, but certain really fundamental things take a long time. And mm-hmm. when you spend your entire career and dedicate your entire career for it, you sometimes become um, disillusioned by the amount of time it takes to get the technology where you would want to get it. But it also gives you a profound respect for craft and spending this amount of time in, in a field and, and seeing the people who literally dedicate their entire careers to it. So I think that's one thing is, is um, like the reason I feel so privileged to work in this area and I'm so motivated is there's very few things you get to work on where you just know that you're tapping into it. You're just dipping your toe in the slipstream of human progression. Right. And we are absolutely going to build things that we can talk to. We already have built things that we can talk to. I think mm-hmm. most of us look at them and we go, these conversations are pretty low quality, right? Um, we order things around, we get them to play songs and, you know, order us batteries and other, you know, things like that. But it's taken us 20 years to go from one in every five words was wrong. And that was a pretty miserable experience talking to a computer 20 years ago. It was yeah, usually that. over the phone, right? So it was over a landline phone. You would talk to a computer. It was called IVR, Interactive Voice Responses. Yeah, well, old enough to remember it. Yeah. All right, <laughs> it's I, it's funny now. I go to places <laughs> now and people literally have no recollection, right? So there's also that part of it. You're old enough now that uh, people don't even remember the last generation. Um, but that was, you know, one of the probably, t- I always say it's one of the top five most reviled consumer experiences of all time, right? Talking to one of those over the phone speech recognition systems. Indeed. But you literally, and it, like quite literally, would not have an Alexa or a Google Home or, you know, some of the better chat bot type experiences or other things that work out there without that technology. You just wouldn't. That was the beginning point of commercializing it. And, um, you know, it was pretty much I'm afraid that's the end of this episode's free preview. That's right, full episodes of the Voice Tech Podcast are only available for a limited period of time after their release. The full one-hour episode is available to Voice Tech Pro subscribers, along with all the other episodes we've produced. Go to voicetechpodcast.com pro, where for just a few dollars a month, you can become a Voice Tech Pro and receive a range of exclusive benefits. Voice Tech Pros get more content each month. 
You unlock access to the entire catalogue of full-length episodes, including this episode. You can enjoy extra content, such as exclusive interviews just for VoiceTech Pro subscribers, plus bonus questions in the main interviews. And you also get to hear episodes sooner than everyone else, weeks ahead of their public release, in fact. VoiceTech Pros also get a special role in our online community, high-quality episodes with no ads and studio-quality sound, and a chance to support the show and ensure we keep on producing more great episodes like this one. So please go to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro and become a Voice Tech Pro today.